Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business, money, and your mindset. Learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle. Welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast. This is Dr. TK. So in today's episode, I want to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart. And it's also a topic that I see a lot of my therapy and business coaching clients struggling with, and that is self-care. So I want to actually bring up um, a topic that I... um, see as the contextual background of how to understand why self-care is important. And that's from my general psychology course that I teach in the undergraduate programs. So in Psychology One, um, specifically in our book called Mastering the World of Psychology, in chapter five, we break down positive reinforcements, negative reinforcements, behavior modification, and overall, just how do we learn um, particular behaviors? And, you know, it can be a mixture of, of course, what's in our environment, what we observe, and then also um, possible biological um, components and genetics. But predominantly behaviors are, of course, taught and modeled. So when it comes down to self-care, um, one of the analogies that I give to my clients is that we tend to get rewarded as children. And then all of a sudden, when we turn 18 years of age or whatever the age is that you graduate from high school and you consider yourself as being an adult and or you become, quote unquote, independent or you move out of your parents house and go off to college of some sort, we stop rewarding ourselves and I believe that the reason we stop rewarding ourselves is because we've been dependent upon an external source rewarding us our entire lifetime. And we're typically not sat down and talked about, I mean, I'm sorry, talked to of how we can reward ourselves. 
And so self-care um, is one of the categories that I bring up when I'm working with new therapy clients, because I believe that this is a part of coping strategies or coping skills. Um, with therapy, um, our goal is to understand how the person became the person who we see on our couch or on our computer through telehealth today. And the only way we can do that is, of course, by asking questions to gather historical data. And so with that said, when we gather information, we quickly learn that a lot of, you know, our mindset and our behaviors are taught from what we saw growing up. And a lot of it was honestly um, unintentional and very, maybe in, very indirect, meaning we just observe certain people with the way that they talk, the way that they behave, um, their work ethic and things like that. And so as adults, we've picked those things up and then we incorporated within our adult relationships as a partner, as a parent, as a spouse, as a coworker, as a colleague, as a business owner. And so, what I want to do today is to teach you how to implement self-care by rewarding yourself, okay? So if you have a sheet of paper, I want you to pull it out and you can press pause on the podcast episode and then of course come back to it, but grab a pen and a sheet of paper. And what I would like you to do is to make three columns on your sheet of paper and this will become your reward sheet. And so I only want you to think about you. I don't want you to think about rewarding other people because I also believe that that's a reason why we do not reward ourselves enough is that we're solely focused on getting the needs met of other people. And you can't meet the needs of other people if you first have not taken care of yourself. And so in the first column, the title of that column is going to be the word free, free, F-R-E-E, Okay. In the second column, it's going to be cost efficient, or you can just put like, you know, a uh, $1 sign. So cost efficient. And I'll explain all these. And then the third column, you maybe want to put big reward or like $3 signs. Okay. So now going back to the first column, depending on where you're listening to this podcast episode, I want you to scan your surroundings, especially if you're in your home. And I want you to think about all the things that you can engage in throughout your day and or on the weekend, in the evening, that is pleasurable to you for free. So that can be inside your home. It can be outside of your home. And some of the examples that people seem to overlook, and some of these things you may already be doing, but it is a self-care tactic is reading a book that you want to read. Like if you're a college student and you have to read your psychology book, that may not be pleasurable to you. Um, but you may want to read a novel. You may want to read your book series. Okay. You may want to read a magazine. So what's pleasurable to you? Another one that, um, people tend to overlook, especially parents. I see the most is taking a physical bath, like not jumping in the shower. And I'm a, um, I can attest to me jumping in the shower and acting like I'm literally in a rat race to jump in the shower and hop out as though my husband is not downstairs with my son. Like I can literally take my time. All I have to do is communicate to him and say, hey, give me an hour. I want to actually soak in the bathtub. And typically after I get off the tub, I then, you know, jump in the shower. So um, all I have to do is communicate that to him. But we tend to overlook something like that because maybe we look at it as taking up too much time. 
Um, things that you can do maybe if you have a backyard and or if you're able to, um, and if it's good weather, you know, you can take a walk. So I want you to every day build up this list and it's considered your free self-care list. And the reason why this list is actually going to be longer than the other list is because you should be able to pull from one thing on this list every single day. There is no excuses. And it doesn't have to be where you engage in these activities for hours at a time, because I do believe that's why some individuals don't engage in self-care is that they carve out hours and hours and they don't believe it's self-care unless they can do it for two hours. But sometimes sitting still for 15 minutes is what you need to recharge. Now, there are things that you can do outside of your home that's free and you may have to drive to it. But for example, the beach. We live in Southern California. I'm in between Los Angeles County and Orange County. So there are plenty of beaches for me and my family to go to or just myself, you know, to get out. We can go take a bike ride. So I want you to think about also things that maybe you've wanted to do and you've never done and or things that you used to do and you um, forgot all about it. So I remember doing this activity in a mastermind I was in and we were actually talking about self-care. And one of the gentlemen said, you know what I want to do that I haven't done in like decades? I want to fly a kite. You know, and we were like, oh, that's so cool. And so when I think about a kite, then we're moving over to the second category, unless you have one already in your house. Like I have a few kites already in my home because I went shopping for my son's birthday party, like the the gifts you give out to kids, but we bought too many. Um, But technically it would be in the second column, which is cost efficient. Cost efficient is based off your budget. You determine what will be cost efficient. So for me, Activities that will be cost efficient is getting my hair done, getting a manicure and or a pedicure. Um, depending on your budget and where you go, it may be a massage. Um, if my massage is like, you know, less than $100, that to me is cost efficient. Going to the movies, cost efficient. So think about the things that would be cost efficient to you and your budget. And those would be the things that would be in the second column. Now, with the second column, those things aren't typically done every single day, but depending on your finances, it can be done once a week, every other week, or even once a month. Okay. So we go from engaging in self-care activities daily, then rewarding ourselves a little bigger um, based off of our finances, but you should still put yourself on a reward schedule. And then the third column is the big reward. Now this one, I usually look at as something that you reward yourself from doing something really big, whether it's finishing a semester in college, you know, getting a report card, um, you know, if you're in school, um, what are some of the other things um, that I've done? If I had a product launch and I did, you know, we closed out the product launch, you know, regardless of the results, we closed out the launch, we're good. Um, then, you know, we may schedule a vacation. I may buy myself a new computer. Like I bought my new MacBook. It was on my vision board and I knew how much it cost. I knew which color I wanted. I did not want to settle. And I found it literally on Black Friday at Best Buy, even for $200 less than what I anticipated. And so I was super excited, but that was something that was my end of the year a price for myself for doing really well and being consistent in my business. And so you want to decide what is a big reward that you can give yourself. It doesn't have to be a tangible item, for example, for your business. It can be redoing your bathroom or your kitchen at home, um, buying yourself, you know, a fancy bedspread, 
doing a um, weekend getaway with someone, your partner or friends. Um, it can be buying yourself an all-day spa pass to a awesome uh, massage parlor, you know, day spa somewhere. So those things we typically only do about once or twice a year. But again, you can do it more based off of your finances. Okay. And so remember the whole purpose of self-care is to recharge yourself, to press the restart button. And this is why you want to engage in self-care every single day. You need to press the restart button. Self-care can also be just taking, um, you know, a pause in your day and taking three deep breaths, being mindful to what you're grateful for, what's going on in your environment, um, tapping into how your body feels. Your body will typically tell you if you need a break, if you need a nap, if you're hungry. But sometimes when we go into quote unquote hustle mode, which is not healthy, and I used to be that person, you can go hours, even a whole day without eating. You don't use the restroom like you should. You don't drink enough water. And then you wonder why when you finally do get a break, um, you crash. And so I want to close out this podcast episode by sharing with you something that actually happened between me and my husband. It was me and my boyfriend at the time, but now we're married. And so um, when we first met, um, I had told him that I like to travel and he was like, oh, me too. So initially we took like a trip to Oakland and then we also went to Vegas. Now at the time when I met him, he was working two jobs. Uh, he was working one job overnight and then he would go directly to the morning job. So he, I swear, with a son at the time, um, that was pre-marriage because we have a blended family. I swear he was only getting like four to five hours of sleep. And I would often tell him like, that is so unhealthy. I would get all my eight hours of sleep, but I had multiple streams of income as well. It's just that mine was a little bit more flexible because I was teaching at very, I was teaching at like three different campuses, um, online and on campus, but the classes were only once a week for like, you know, two to four hours. And then, you know, I was a supervisor for psychology students. So that might be like two to four hours a week. Then I had my full-time job at the county. So what we would do to coordinate a, a weekend getaway, which technically was only, what, 36 hours, is we would plan to leave on the days that he had off because I can actually take a little bit more time off than he could at the time. So we would, I remember one time we went to Vegas and we did it twice and then we recognized we need to actually up our self-care game is we took a trip to Vegas. We flew out there. Of course, it's only 50 minutes from LA. So when we got there, let's just say it's about two o'clock, right? Because we wanted to get there close enough to where we can check into the hotel. So we got there around maybe one or two, uh, rented a car, got to the hotel, checked in, and then, and uh-oh, we would stop by Kane to get, you know, some chicken strips or whatnot um, because we were hungry because he had just gotten off work and I hadn't, but I was hungry. And so we would go to the hotel and then we would say, I remember the first time we said, oh, we're just going to take a quick nap. Man, we took a nap. We woke up at 11 p.m. And I'm like, oh my God. And so um, at the time, you know, I like playing craps. I like playing roulette. So I was like, well, let's go down to the casino. Cause I mean, that's all pretty much we can do outside going to a club this late. And I don't, I'm not a person to walk down the strip, especially if it's like super hot. I just don't like walking down the strip. So we, you know, went around a casino, walked around, had a good time, um, had fun. 
And then we went to the room and crashed again. And the reason why I'm saying crash is because we didn't fall asleep. Our body literally crashed. And why did it crash? Because we were going, going, going throughout the entire week or weeks up to that point. And our body was like, Ooh, thank goodness. We finally have a break. We're going downhill at this point and we could not control it. And so after we did two trips like that, we actually made a vow that, um, when we go on a trip, especially if it's like a family trip for a week, that we would take the day before and the day after off so that we can ensure that we're alert, we're mindful, and we're actually enjoying the moment. Because once we look up, the trip is over, you know? And so I just wanted to share that with you, um, hopefully to resonate with someone who's listening to the podcast episode, because You know, I think that growing up in particular environments, we're taught how to hustle and bustle, but I'm a firm believer in this season of my life that working 12 to 16 hours out of the day to make a certain amount of money is just not it because my health will not allow me to enjoy the money that I make if I'm sleeping all the freaking time, you know? And so um, as a recap, we talked about setting up some form of like a token economy behavior modification plan, such as a self-care reward system. So you should have a sheet of paper of three different columns. You should be ready to fill in the free column every single day, just looking around your surroundings, thinking about things that you can do and also step outside the box. Because I live in LA County, there's a lot of things in LA that I've never seen. And I would only go to them if I have family in town that say it, I want to go see such and such. I want to go to such and such. And I feel like that is that, that sucks because we only see things in our city maybe when we have visitors. So I encourage you to explore your city, explore your surroundings, explore where you can drive to get out, take a walk, take a hike and do something for free, do something that's cost efficient to your budget. And then of course, set a big goal for you um, that you can reward yourself with once or twice a year, if not more. So I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. Um, please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast channel. Leave me your feedback as far as what was your big takeaway. You can also snapshot a picture of this episode and post it on IG and tag me. I would love to engage with you and talk to you about your biggest takeaway from this episode. Um, but until then, I will see you in the next episode and continue to live an abundant lifestyle. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle.